You're listening to Real Talk with MBK, a podcast designed to raise emotional and relational consciousness. I'm your host, Mary Beth Konis. Real Talk with MBK will regularly cover sensitive topics, so this podcast is for adults only and may contain adult language. Also, Real Talk with MBK is not offering any psychiatric or medical diagnoses. We're here to open up conversation about the beautiful, gritty experience of being human. So if you're ready to awaken your mind and ignite a more creative approach to your life, you're in the right place, and welcome. Okay, so today I wanted to jump on because something really incredible just happened in my house. And it was one of those moments that I could feel that I was changing the trajectory of my family. So I'll just jump right in and tell you what was up. And this happens all the time um, where my kids or I will have a big feeling come up, whether it's anger or fear or frustration Uh, sadness, grief, whatever it is. And then the rest of the family kind of has to deal with it, right? Because we're all still learning how to not put our emotions on other people and be able to manage those ourselves, um, which is definitely a process and it takes time. So here's what happened. Um, I gave the kids, I made up a game, a cleaning game today because we have a real problem cleaning in this house. So I just put on a little sticky notes, um, just one task at a time. So it was like clean up seven items or pick up 10 pieces of trash or um, go put your shoes in the cubby and things like that. And then there's ones that had like dance break and a water break and stuff like that. So they would take turns picking and once they both completed one sticky note task, then the other person would pick the next one, and so on and so forth. They loved it. It was really fun. It got, like, maybe a third of the cleaning done, but it was a happier place in my home. So that was a success, aside from the fact that one of them said, clean up or pick up as many socks as you can find. Whoever finds the most wins. And as they both very competitively ran upstairs to go find all the socks, I thought, hmm probably should have set a boundary with that one because this could get out of hand because my kids can get extremely competitive. So sure enough, within two minutes, there was some screaming (laughs) and it was my son who is eight and he was like really upset that my daughter who's 10 was going into his room to find socks (laughs) because his room's a disaster and hers is not. Um, So he got really upset and started screaming and said, I'm not playing this game anymore. And I was like downstairs, Mary Bella, my daughter came down and I was like, all right, well, you can keep doing it, you know? And I was like, Beckham, you do have to finish cleaning. So come on and finish the game, you know, whatever. Eventually he came down like maybe five minutes later or four minutes later, he was still really upset, pretty shut down, not wanting to like participate or engage. Um, But he picked the next one and then just, ran off or whatever, walked off. And, um, he had thrown on his way down, he had thrown a flashlight and a lotion bottle. 
And one of our house rules is all feelings are okay as long as they're clean. And clean feelings mean you are not hurting yourself, others, or property. So when he threw a lotion bottle and threw a flashlight, he was not following the house rules. So when that happens, I'm like, hey, listen, you need to manage your anger. I understand you're upset and that's okay. You got to clean it up though. Otherwise you're going to have some severe consequences. And he just stared at me like, I hate you. He didn't say it, but he definitely was looking at it. And I was like, all right, buddy. I was like, do you want to talk about it? Are you ready to work through it so you can enjoy the rest of the game? Because they were at the dance party one um, or dance break sticky note. So he was just like, no, no. And he went and like buried his head in the couch. And then Mary Bella, my daughter, did her little dance part. And then I was like, what song do you want, Beckham? And he just started crying and buried himself under a blanket. And I was like, do you want to talk about it? Do you want to hug? And he's like, no, no. And he's like really upset still, which is fine. And I have learned through many years to be okay with my kids being mad or upset or pushing me away or things like that. Um, because I feel that way sometimes, right? And you don't always want somebody knocking on your door. Like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Do you need something? Can I help you? Because that's just like little Miss Fix-It, you know, or little Mr. Fix-It. Um, so I really try not to do that. But I do want to remind them that I am here and available. And for kids, it's really, they don't know what their available options are all the time. Honestly, for adults too, sometimes so. I just like to remind him, you know, do you want to be by yourself? Do you want me to be near you? You know, whatever. And so I told him, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go in my room. I got to get some work done. And he was like, no. And I'm like, well, you got to tell me what you need from me. And so he covered himself in his blanket and walked into my room and laid on my floor. Because <laughs> that's where I work is in my room. And um, I just sat down next to him and I'm like, I was kind of rubbing his back, and I go, do you want to be touched right now? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay. So I go, do you want me, do you want to come sit by me while I work? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay, do you want me to just stay right here for a minute? He's like, yes. I'm like, all right, do you know? And this is how our conversation goes, and this is really, this is the important part, because we need to do this with ourselves and our people. So... Um, you know, my kid's dad passed away by suicide when he was 34. I knew him from the time he was 21 to 34 or maybe something like that, 20. And the entire time he never knew how to do what I'm about to tell you I did with my son. And I so wish that I had these tools or had access to them or anything, any idea about this because it's so incredibly powerful. Okay, so while my son's covered in the blanket, he just says, I just want to die. I just want to die. I don't want to live. And I'm like, I think you're wanting to get out of the feeling that you're in. I think that's what's happening, that feeling... Maybe you're feeling shame or you're feeling very overwhelmed and you feel stuck in it 
and you really wish that it would stop. And he's like, no, I just want to die. I'm like, I hear you, buddy. I feel like I want to get out of my feelings too sometimes, and sometimes I think maybe the only way to do that is to die, but it's not. I'm like, let me help you. And so then I started explaining. So I go, is your feeling right here right now, or is it in your head? Where is it exactly? I'm pointing to my chest right now, my chest and stomach. I'm like, D can you t tell me where the feeling is sitting in your body? And he's like, yeah, it's right there, and it's in his chest, okay? And I go, okay, here's what happens to feelings, big feelings. Sometimes they start in our head, we, get, we just want to explode, and then they move down into our chest and into our core. And that, a lot of times they can get trapped right there, and they just feel really stuck. And that makes us think it's going to stay that way forever. But feelings never stay. They're temporary. They will always go. They might come back another time, but they're not going to last forever. So I'm like, I told him what we can do now is just take a few minutes and wait for that feeling to move through your body because it will. It's going to move down to your stomach and then to your hips and your legs and your shins and then out your feet. And then you're going to be okay again. You're going to feel okay. And you're going to be able to connect to me and your sister and be present with us again. So let's just take a few minutes. I'll sit right here with you. And you just breathe. And you just let that feeling move through you. So it doesn't get trapped and stuck there. And it's not who you are. This is not how you'll, you'll be forever. It's just a feeling and it's valid. There's a reason he felt that way. We haven't resolved that yet. I'm going to wait until he fully gets some space away from this big feeling. But we always come back around and we identify where it began and then the tools we can implement um, next time to help maybe not have such a big reaction and then have any shame that comes with it. So as we were waiting for his feeling to move through, I asked, do you want me to just rest my hand on your arm? Do you want to hold hands? Do you want me to hold you or hug you? And he was like, just put your hand on me, but be still. And I'm like, okay. So I just put my hand on him and I laid beside him and I just waited. And then he kind of was writhing around and he was like, it's still in me. It's not leaving. And I go, okay. Well, sometimes when my feelings get stuck like that, I like to practice breathing and doing breath work. Sometimes I have my kids do meditation, guided meditation with the Health Journeys app, um, but he didn't want to today. So, And he also didn't have it in him to do the breath work himself, so I had him watch me do it. So I laid on my back and I told him, I was like, watch how my stomach rises first and then my chest and then out my stomach and out my chest. And so he watched me take about 10 breaths, 10 deep breaths like that. Side note, you can't teach what you don't know. So if you're not doing breath work for yourself, you're not gonna be able to teach your kids how to do it, all right? This is why it's so important to incorporate this in your own self-care practices. So, um, so he was watching my stomach and chest rise and fall and after a few minutes of that, I just let it go, and I looked him in the eye, and he was now able to make eye contact with me, and he hopped up really quick to go get a Kleenex because his nose was getting all stuffy, 
And he came back and the tension was broken. Like that, that holds you hostage tension of feelings. That's like, I'm not normal. I'm not okay. I don't know how to connect to you. I feel isolated and detached from the world. Like all of that, it had broken. And so he was able to be um, connected again to me even just a little bit, like it's soft coming in, you know, it's not, he's not fully there yet. But the, what I'm doing for my son in this moment is called holding space. I am not getting myself emotionally involved. I'm just witnessing his experience and letting him have it. Um, and that is what helps people stay tethered to the world when they feel so much shame and so much isolation that they want to die. It's extremely important for people to have safe people in their lives like this. Um, so he came back and laid down beside me and was able to like chit chat a little bit. He put his own hair up and at this time I'm taking notes so I could do this podcast. Um, and I just asked, you know, how you doing? And, um, he said, a little bit better. I can feel it's in my legs now. It's almost out. And I'm like, okay, good. Um, I'm like, just take your time. And whenever you're ready, we'll talk through it and, um, and figure out anything we might want to do differently next time. And he was like, okay, can I go get some cereal? I'm like, yeah, go for it, buddy. Um, and then that was that. And he was able to give me a kiss on the cheek and I gave him a kiss and a hug. And, he's back to being able to be free to be himself. So a couple notes that I forgot to mention here. Um, when he was talking about, um, he just wants to die and he was under the blanket and everything. I have this tool when, uh, for anger, my kid's therapist taught me this idea of there's an anger cake um, and the icing is anger, but inside is the acronym HUFF, H-U-F-F, and it's hurt, it stands for hurt, whether it's feelings or physical body, um, unfairness, frustration, or fear, and helping my kids identify one of those four things really helps work through the anger and kind of get to the root of it so that we can address it and then um, process it a little bit more fluidly. But today, when he was talking about, I just want to die, I was like, do you want to try to work through Huff? And he was like, I don't know what that is. Even though he does, he can't remember it, which totally makes sense. So I reminded him and he was like, none of those things. I don't know what I'm feeling. And he said, I just want to do the dance party later when I'm out of this mood, but I don't know how to get out of this mood. I can't get out. And that's when I started talking about the feeling being trapped and that big feeling being in his chest. Um, so, um, obviously my children have grown up with me and a lot of this language and verbiage around feelings and so that is why he was even able to say I want to do this dance party but I have to get out of this mood first and I don't know how to get out that's actually extremely advanced for an eight-year-old so if your child is not doing that there's no shame in that um, you just start with where you're at 
and you help them begin to name the feelings. And it's very important that you stay calm um, in the holding space process and not get reactive to their reactions um, because that makes the shift to you and then um, everything gets tangled up and the, there's some implicit messages about like, when you get upset, you make mommy upset and that's not okay. And you know, you know, no, they don't need to carry our feelings too. So, um, so anyways, those are a couple side notes. So it's always a process of like how to work this out. Sometimes huff, the anger cake will work. And today it didn't. Sometimes guided meditation will work today. That was not our, our cocktail. Um, today it was watching me do the breath work not actually doing it himself. So um, there's all different kinds of ways to work through feelings, but the important parts are knowing that feelings are not facts. They do not tell us who we are. They are not part of our identity. They will pass and trying to get out of them is not really even the goal. Uh, That's where I reset my son a little bit. You know, he's like, I just want to get out of this mood. I can't get out of this mood. I'm like, that's okay. You don't have to try to get out of it. You just have to let it pass through you. And when it's done, then you're going to be able to do whatever you want, have the dance party, go eat your cereal, like whatever. Um, But let's just take a minute and be calm And let this move through you knowing it's not going to last forever and you're not alone. So it's very pivotal, uh, very impactful to just sit beside the person who's feeling those heavy feelings. And just that's that anchor and that tethering of, listen, you're not a problem to be fixed. You're not crazy. And you're not alone. So I'm just going to sit here and witness all of those truths while your feeling is working through your body. Um, So that is kind of all I wanted to share today. Um, You know, there's a lot of different dynamics in there. You know, the respect of asking if he wanted to be touched, um, offering, being able to offer many different methods of holding space, you know, uh, according to what he needed in that moment, that requires a lot of mental and emotional space, space as a mom or parent or partner, whoever. Um, so again, if you're going in, if you're going to brave the emotional world of your children or of another person, you have got to be doing that for yourself first. I've been doing holding space for myself and caring for myself, nourishing and nurturing myself for years now. And I keep a very tight tab on my emotional space and what when I need more and things like that. So I have the space to be able to give to my kids. Um, but if I wasn't doing that for myself, there's no way I would be able to expect that I could hold space for my kids. So I say all that to say there's no shame if you're like, oh my God, I can never sit there and not react to their whining or crying or writhing around or just 
being in their feeling. And I get so frustrating. And again, sometimes it is for me and I just have to walk away and I don't hold space for my kids in that moment. Uh, but there's no shame in that. It's just get aware of it. And if that's something you want to be able to offer your kids, there's a way to set yourself up for that. And it begins with your work and um, caring for yourself first. Uh, it's incredible how quickly you can get space for your kids when you start taking it for yourself. So, um, and that's kind of what I do as a coach. If and if you're at all interested, anybody's interested, feel free to email me at hello at marybethconis.com. Um, and, you know, we can walk through a little bit more of this. But that's it for today. I um, hope you guys can practice holding space for your people and yourself. And I hope that was encouraging. All right. Till next time. This conversation isn't just for me and you. It's for friends, family, colleagues, and our children. Please spread the enlightenment with your people. If you found this content to be helpful, be sure to leave a favorable review wherever you're listening from. And if today's real talk was really talking to you, send it to a loved one so they can join the conversation. Thank you again for listening and investing in the betterment of you and the world around you.